Yeah, there you have it. So that's Jit. Again, want to reiterate something that he, uh, something he said in there. When he was here as a student, he even felt the conviction saying, man, someone's got to tell the people back home about who Christ is. And he didn't wait for someone else to step up. He said, no, that's my job. That's my opportunity to do so. And he said he was a, you know, a young man with uh, him and his group of friends. They were, they were young, young people, just like you guys. And he said they had a truck and no resources, but they had passion. And uh, they had a conviction that doesn't just come from themselves, but something that we see in Scripture. Now, if you've been around, you've probably heard this before. Um, what he was talking about was the Great Commission. And it's a, it's a verse from the, the book of Matthew. It's the last, some of the last verses in the book of Matthew. And at this point, Jesus has, has died on the cross, and he's risen again. And then he comes back to his disciples, the guys that he did his ministry with. And these are his final words on earth to his disciples. The last thing he says to them before he ascends into heaven, he says this, it comes in Matthew 28, Starting in verse 18, he says, And Jesus came and said to them, so he's looking at the disciples, and he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. He says, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Guys, if you call yourself a Christian, this verse is not an option for you. For myself, for anyone that calls himself a believer, we are called to obey this. And what I love about it is that, you know, at first it's it's, it's kind of this scary thought of going, man, go go to the corners of all the nations, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, but I love how, how Jesus starts and ends this. As he starts off, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he says, and because of that, you go. Meaning the same authority that Jesus has, the authority of heaven and the authority of earth has been given to him, lives inside of us as well. As believers, we have the Holy Spirit within us. And we have that same authority that Jesus has, which allows us to then go into all nations to make disciples, to teach them what Jesus has taught us. And he ends it with, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He says, you are not alone in this. I am here with you guys. So I hope you guys see that same power that is, that is in Christ, that Jesus has the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that defeated death, defeated sin, we have, and we have the same story that he has. And so we can then go and make disciples of all nations. And again, you, uh, something else that seems scary as we look at this, it says, well, all nations. And you go, man, I'm just one person. How am I to go into all nations? Something highlighted that, that what Jit said is that he was convicted to make disciples in his own backyard. And luckily for us, you and I sitting here, his own backyard is South Africa. Thousands of miles away from here. I am, I am confident that there is a man and many others because of JIT who are now making disciples in the, country, in, the, in the region of Southern Africa 
because of that call, the same call that he saw, and he said, this applies to me. And he didn't say, I, didn't, I need to go you know, into some faraway country or some faraway place and I have to learn a new language. But rather he said, man, there's people right here in my own backyard that need to know Christ. And he was convicted of that. Now some of you are gonna, you may have the conviction of, man, there's people in Asia or there's people in Africa or South America or wherever it is. And you might go, Man, I need, I need to go to that place. And you might have that conviction from God, and that's awesome. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that is, that is awesome if you do feel that. But also, many of you will just feel the conviction of, of what Jitfield felt in his own backyard, in your very own hometowns. I know there are people who don't know Christ. And if you call yourself a Christian, the responsibility is not on your pastor. It's not on your youth pastor or your parents or your small group leader. The Lord calls each and every one of us to share the good news. Friends, there's people at your schools, on your sports teams, and there might even be people in your own home that don't know Christ. And I will tell you this, if you know him, it is your responsibility to do so. And something that I thought when I was your age was, man, well, I, I don't have the right abilities to do so. Or you might think, I'm too young to share the good news. Or, or Harrison, I'm, I'm not old enough. Or I haven't, I haven't been a Christian long enough to share the good news. Well, I'm going to point you back to a story you guys saw yesterday where um, you guys remember Mittens the Cat from yesterday? Yeah, Mittens the Cat. Well, in the book of John, she's a Samaritan woman. And something um, unique about the Samaritans is that the Samaritans and, uh, and the Jewish people, aka, or also what, uh, where Jesus and the Pharisees were from, they were, they were of Jewish heritage. They did not hang out with Samaritans. In fact, they hated Samaritans and vice versa. There was, there was a, a great beef between the Samaritans and the Jewish people. And Jesus approaches the Samaritan woman, which would, would, would have been a huge deal back then. A big no-no, if you would, between, uh, with the Jewish people or the Samaritans. But Jesus saw the Samaritan woman and knew that she needed the love of Christ. And she needed to know who God was. And so he didn't, that didn't stop him. He didn't look at her and think she was less than or other or different because she was a Samaritan woman. And on top of it, she was a great sinner. And, no, and the people of her hometown knew that. She was even an outcast amongst the Samaritans. But Jesus yet said, she needs to know Christ. She needs to know me, and she needs a Savior. And so he goes and he talks to her and eventually tells her that, she is the, that he is the Messiah. He is the one who has come to save them. And she believes. And what's so crazy, something that's insane, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there now. In John chapter 4 is where this story takes place. And get this, after sharing the love of Christ with her, he then tells her, he says, go back into your town and tell everyone. 
And she is so joyful of what she has just heard. She's joyful of the heart change. And she's excited about what Christ has told her. Keep in mind, guys, this has been minutes, uh, maybe, maybe hours that she has known Christ. And she goes back into a, into a town where she is an outcast. In her very own town, people don't like her. People don't want to associate with her. But she doesn't make that excuse. She goes back anyways because of how excited she is of the love of Christ and the life that she has found in Christ. And get this, in John 4.39, it says, Many Samaritans from that town believed in him, him being Jesus, because of the woman's testimony. Yeah, she'd been a Christian for, like I said, maybe just minutes, maybe hours. And she was passionate about the love of Christ, passionate about how he had given her a new life. She didn't make an excuse that I don't know enough about God or that I don't, or I haven't been a Christian long enough or people don't like me or I'm too much of a sinner. Because what she had was what we see in Matthew, that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus and has been given to us. And she knew the life change that the gospel has. And so she went back home and she told people, and it says that many believed because of her testimony. Something that I, that I hear again so, so often here at camp is, well, Harrison, I don't know how to share the gospel. I don't know how to share the good news with someone else. And I'm here to tell you guys that if, if you are a Christian, if you've experienced this life transformation of going from death to life because you said, Jesus, I am in need of a Savior and there is nothing else I can do. And if you are a son or daughter of Christ, Guys, you have that same authority. You have that same power. But a, but a word that, that, that even they use in the book of John right there, it says, because of the woman's testimony, many were saved. Man, what's a testimony? No, a testimony is this. A testimony is just you telling someone how God has changed your life. You'll hear the, that word testimony thrown around a ton of times in the church and in Christian culture. And a lot of times it's, it's people saying, this is how the Lord saved me. This is, you know, this is who I used to be, and this is who I am now because of what God has done for me. And that's something that the woman, that was maybe what the woman said. Man, I was a sinner, and you guys all knew it. And so it was crazy because you know, her testimony was powerful because people knew who she was. They knew her sins. They knew her dark secrets. And they're like, man, you're different now. It's not different because anything she did, but because of what Christ has done within her. And the same goes for you guys. And so the best way, the easiest way to share the good news with someone, the best way to share the gospel with someone is just pulling them aside. And they don't even have to ask, but you can say, hey, can I tell you how God has changed my life? Can I tell you how Jesus has saved me? And it's your very own story. And that's what's awesome is that each and every one of you guys who's a Christian, you have that story. You have a testimony. 
And now your testimony isn't just a one-time thing, but it's ever-changing because God should always be teaching us something as believers. And so it might just be as something simple as, man, can I tell you something that I read in my Bible today that the Lord has taught me? Because that, again, is powerful, not because it's your words, because it's the word of God, the source of truth, the same words that spoke, that said, let there be light, and there was light, are the same words we find in Scripture Words that created life are words that we find in the Bible. And so just sharing with other people is something that is powerful and it is life changing. His first Timothy 4.12 says, Let no one look down on you because you are young, but be the example in faith, in word, in deed, in love, in conduct. You guys can set the example as middle schoolers, of what does it look like to have great faith? Of what does it look like to love others? How do we act? How do we lead? How do we love people? You guys are called to set that example that is not written for someone else, but for you guys. Something else in scripture we see, it says that God uses what is weak in the eyes of the world to shame the strong. And God uses what is foolish in the eyes of the world to shame the wise. And I'm here to tell you guys today that this is great news for the people in this room. Why? Because the world looks at junior hires and says, you guys are fools. And say that you guys are weak. And up here, this guy just said, we kind of are. I'm going to agree with him. You guys kind of are fools. But... But, but that isn't an insult, but a compliment. Guys, because why? What does God's word say about fools? God uses what is foolish in the eyes of the world to shame the wise. And what is weak in the eyes of the world to shame the strong. Time and time again throughout scripture, God uses the most unlikely people to further his kingdom. You saw it with the woman at the well, which is the Samaritan woman, Mittens the cat. In a dog world, he used a cat. They hate cats. To share the good news that many would believe. You see, God used used guys that were demon-possessed and that people were afraid of him. And he changed their life and he uses that man to then go and share his good news. And again, which many believed because of their testimony. God uses disciples who were fishermen. Just, just a normal, average group of guys to change the world. And I'm here to tell you that that doesn't stop in this book. God can use you guys too. You just have to be willing and say, okay, Lord, use me where I am. I'm willing to be used by you again. And it is not the power of you guys. It is the power of Christ within you that changes hearts and minds and that brings people back to him and gives you guys the ability and the authority to then go back into your hometowns, go back into your sports teams, to your brothers, your sisters, your classmates, whoever it is, to share the good news of Christ. Last thing I want to point out is what he, what Jit was even saying of those, you saw a bunch of different people interviewed kind of in this video. And they all were just kind of saying the same thing, that they're just using the talents that they had been given 
to share the good news. Not all of them are, are teachers, but some of them might be a leader. Some of them might be good at, at, at playing games with people. Some of them might be really good at, at crafts and using their craft ability to then share the good news with people or taking care of kids or taking care of, of older people or they might just be good at being a good friend. That God has uniquely gifted each and every one of you guys with talents. Again, some of you might be incredible musicians or, or a painter or you might be really good at sports. And all these things that you guys are good at, the Lord has gifted you with those abilities. And so do, use those abilities to share the good news. Use that, to, you use that to connect with other people and then you use that to then have a foothold and an entry point to where you can start a conversation and share the good news with those people. We see that it's, it's the body of Christ. Again, when you look at the Great Commission and this, this idea of going to all nations, what's beautiful about it is that in going to all nations, the Lord has given each and every one of us different desires and different abilities to accomplish that will. And so God has, has gifted you guys those abilities. Use the talents that you guys have. Be faithful with them. And share the good news how you guys can. It's simple. You use your testimony. You use your very own story. And again, remember, as, as Matthew says, as Jesus said in Matthew, he says, and behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Something... That um, that uh, my my grandpa actually shared with me one time. My grandpa was a pastor for many years of his life, and uh, I was sitting with him at his birthday a few years back, and I was just asking him about it, and I said, "Man, Grandpa, what's you know what's the secret? How you've been doing?" this for so long. He's been in ministry his entire life, and he's been all over the world. And he looks at me, and says, "Harrison, the secret is this." He says, I found it in Christ. He says, we are invincible on this earth until our work here is done. Nothing can stop us because the power of Christ is within you and nothing can stop you until our work here is done because it's exactly what God has in store for you. God has a plan for our lives and we are invincible with his power until our work here is done and then he will call us home. And that is great news. Because I love you guys, and I pray that, that you recognize the need for people who don't know Christ to know that they need to know Christ. And if you have it within you, if you are a believer, it is absolutely your job to share. And I hope you recognize you aren't too young. You guys have this ability too, because it is the power of Christ in us. And so let me pray, and then you guys are going to head back to your, you're going to find your counselor, and you guys are going to head into just a, some cabin time this morning. But let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for the reminder that uh, from JIT, even this morning, through the form of a video, Lord, that even we are called to share the good news. And so, Lord, would you, would you empower us as you say that you do in Matthew? Lord, would you give us a conviction to share the good news? Lord, would we have eyes to see? God, would we, would we recognize the fate of the unbeliever? We recognize their fate apart from you. 
And Lord, would that just give us passion to share the good news? Lord, I pray for I pray for Jit and his team right now in South Africa. Lord, would you encourage them? Lord, you continue to give them joy as they serve you. Lord, would you continue to bless them as they as they make this move into a new province with a new building? God, would you bless their journey? God, I pray for these students. Would you convict them today to share the good news with people that they know don't know you? And Lord, I pray for the missionaries around the world. Lord, so many men and women who are faithfully serving you around the world and many, many of them in areas that don't know you, but God, and many of them in areas that hate you. And Lord, they are willing to kill these men and women because how they serve you. And so God, would you encourage them today? Would you give them peace? Lord, would you protect them? Lord, they, would, they, would they remember the power of Christ that they have living within, a, within them? And would that fuel them to then keep going? Would you supply for their every need? And God, would you give us all a greater heart for the lost? Lord, we love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen.